Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we share stories on how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode 52, From Fear to Deeper Intimacy. Dr. April Brown is a relationship and sex therapist, podcast host, retreat therapist, and author. Dr. April believes that intimately connecting with ourselves, others, and our higher power can eliminate the conflicts, anxiety, and depression in our lives so we can be empowered to know and live a purposeful life. Over the last 20 years, she has effectively empowered thousands of individuals, couples, and families to break down the barriers that cause fear so they can embrace the true intimacy in their lives. Dr. April's mission is to increase intimacy for all. Dr. April has released her first out of seven ebooks on improving intimacy that, that are available on Amazon. In today's episode, we talk about the power of intimacy and faith and how to connect to yourself in order to have greater intimacy with others. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. I am so excited today to have my guest, Dr. April. Hi, April. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation because this is a conversation that I think is so important to people in general. We're going to be talking about intimacy and love and relationships. And I always start out the podcast talking about what your love lesson is. And the love lesson is essentially something in your life that became the turning point. It's like an aha moment. It's a place in your life that you decided this is a direction I want to move in because something in my life shifted. And it taught me something so deep that I wanted to now share it with others. So I'd love to hear what your love lesson is or was. Okay. So my love lesson is about intimacy. Um, I'm, I guess, a very spiritual person. And what happened was one time back in the day, God revealed to me the importance, I call my higher power God, of being intimate with self, spirit, and spouse and how to mix that. Because some people think that when we talk about sex, it's like, oh my gosh, we cannot mix God with it. But God put it on my heart that he created it. And he created it so that we could be intimate with our significant other. But for that to also be at its height, it's best if we're also intimate with him and intimate with ourselves. And in that, that also helps us for many of us, sometimes even in the sense of depression and anxiety, when we're intimate in the sense of being authentic with the relationships we have, our inner self, and our, the sense of anxiety, that fear doesn't really exist as much because we know we're in the authentic moment that we need to be. I love that. And I I think it's so important that you said that because I feel like when people hear the word intimacy, they assume sexuality and they assume that. And the fact that you're bringing up this higher power and having an intimacy with God or your higher power, the universe, however you describe it. I'd love to know more about that. Like, how did you really start to create that deep level of intimacy with God? 
So I think um, <laughs> I've been born in the faith. However, um, God really spoke to me at one point in my life and even helped me figure out what I was supposed to be. Yes, I, um, I'm good at numbers. And so I became a business person, basically. Um, however, then I was unhappy with it, just working, 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 working. And I felt like, and I was about to have a family and God said, you know, April, it's time for you to quit working. And I was like, I don't think so. Yes, yes, yes. And so I did, I quit and I actually stayed home for a little bit, um, raising my family. And God spoke to me about going into this field. And I was like, God, I don't know. I don't like people. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and in that process, I learned not only about, you know, of course, praying, but also about hearing him and how that has impact me. So it's not just telling him about our problems, but hearing him. And that has impact me, not only in my relationships with myself, but also in my relationship with my significant other, with my partner, with my, my child. Yes, and even you know with family members and friends. So I think that is really critical. And when I talk about intimacy, it's, it's about intimacy you see. It's that connection, that bond feeling one. So feeling one within yourself to be able to see the intimacy in others. Yes. Got it. And so when you started building this relationship with God, being able to really understand yourself more in a deeper way and being your authentic self, then you were able to then have deeper relationships with the people around you. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And knowing that those are the people I'm supposed to be with. Because ah. he also reveals who you're supposed to be with. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then not doubting the, all the relationships. So all the relationships in your life were divinely orchestrated. Yes. Got it. So then how did you then take all of that information and then decided to move that into a realm where you're helping other people discover that for themselves? Well, that's when you talked to me about the whole counseling thing. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. But then I stepped out in faith and I said, okay, if you make it happen, I'll go. Mm -hmm. So I did, and I got a degree and all that kind of stuff. And then as it started to work, it started to work where I started getting couples and seeing couples. You know, it was not um, actually what I thought my focus was going to be. Okay. And, and as I'm starting to work with couples, I he's starting to reveal that, you know, sometimes people are butting heads because they're not really intimate. And I'm like, God, they are intimate. No, but they don't really sometimes see each other into me you see and he helped and worked with me to teach me how we can do that um, of course spiritually physically mentally and emotionally beautiful so then you're essentially helping couples find their intimacy within themselves as individuals and then as a couple together yes definitely yes yeah and because you're such a strong woman of faith, are you also incorporating that with your clients, the, the, their faith and spirituality? Yes, the faith of how they grew up or the faith of how their belief system is, mm -hmm. because we all have different, sometimes different faiths. Um, however, we see our higher power. So I help utilize that. Got it. Yes. That sounds so amazing because I feel like so many people need that work, even if they're not in couples, like how you can become more intimate with yourself. And also, I like what you're saying about being intimate, being like fine, being, pretty much being your authentic self. 
because most of us are not. And then we're, when we're in a couple, we're just trying to like be something that we're not. And then eventually it just doesn't work. Um, so what are the things that you would say to people about being okay with their intimate or their authentic self? Because I feel like a lot of people have the shadow aspects of their personality that they don't want to necessarily incorporate. Right. So part of this is also being able to know thyself, you know, and sometimes many of us don't. So it's spending time, whether it's meditating, mindfulness, talking with your, your um, higher power to figure out who am I and being okay with that, but not trying to figure who am I by going through social media and comparing because many times we sit there and compare. Right. And that is really, you know, so once you're able to figure out who am I and being able to accept it and being able to accept we're all imperfect, you know, sometimes we sit there and say, well, I, it's because I don't have this job or I don't have this degree or I'm not at this weight or I'm not this or that. And that's not how our higher power created us to be, is to be able to accept it. And once we're able to accept it, then the important part of loving ourselves as our neighbor. There's some of us, of course, who are maybe um, arrogant, who love ourselves more than everybody else. But there's a lot of good people out there who put everybody else's needs before themselves, you know? And they end up in very sometimes abusive, codependent relationships. They don't even know what they like or, yeah. So figuring out who you are, being okay, because we're all, and um, progress, work in progress, being able to accept that, figuring out who, what you like and being authentic about it. And then also being able to communicate to your um, loved ones, you know, that, okay, I, I disagree, but I can communicate and I can accept what they're coming for. Because mm -hmm. many times in relationships, it's about communication. And people get really anxious, upset, they get flooded, these big arguments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Totally. It's hard to communicate if you don't know what you're communicating. Exactly. You know, that's a big part of it as well, like being able to understand who you are, what you want. And I know for myself, it's been a challenge, especially in relationships, because you think you're in a relationship and then you realize this is a codependent relationship. This is mm -hmm. a toxic relationship. This is an emotionally <laughs> yes. abusive relationship. But it takes so much inner work to be able to say, no, this isn't right for me. And I'm okay stepping out and being by myself and being single and figuring out who I am. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes we don't even know when we're really upset. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We, we start to react and react and react when really we need to take time to figure out ourselves and know ourselves and know that, hey, maybe I'm upset. Maybe I'm very, very um, emotional, which we all get. You know, let me take time, reflect to see what's going on before I can respond. Yeah, I think a lot of it's fear, like being able to take the time to go inside yourself and really start to unpack all those things and really being courageous to go inside yourself and really see what's happening. And I think a lot of people just, I know for myself, it's taking me years to be like, okay, what's, what am I actually feeling right now? As opposed to just brushing it aside and mm -hmm. moving on. And how do you work with people that are so stuck in that space where they just don't know how to go inside themselves? Well, one thing is learning how to accept yourself and be okay with yourself. And 
when you start to look into yourself, not go in there and look as a judge, because many of us have these um, negative self-talk. Yes. And when I work with clients, I say, we need to be on the same page. I don't need you talking about you, you know, in such a negative manner. Yeah. This is just not going to work because in reality, we're going to be with us ourselves for the rest of our lives. So learning how to look at ourselves and give ourselves love as we work on improving the things that we need improvement on. Mm-hmm. And that is something that sometimes is very hard to do. Um, another step that we take is learning about what you probably know, affirmations, going back to that I am. Right. Yeah, it's one of those place those places with affirmations. I always feel like it's important to add emotion with it because mm-hmm. and to have it be something that you feel is true. And even if it's not entirely true, but you want to move towards that, saying something like, I am beautiful, I am powerful. And I always mix it with action. So I always say affirmations when I'm working out. Because because right. I feel like <laughs> the movement of working out, I feel like in an prints the affirmation like so if I'm on my bike I'm like I am powerful I am strong because otherwise I feel like it just feels like words but when I'm doing movement it actually makes me believe it more like if I'm lifting weights or something that some some kind of action um, yeah like- definitely I also have people record their affirmations mm. so when they're struggling and they're weak um, and let's say they're really truly missing maybe an abusive relationship or codependent or whatever the case may be. Um, When you record and even do a video recording and you talk to the weaker self. So when you're weak, you play this recording. That's a great idea. Yeah. That really helps you um, because people listen to themselves more than anybody else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have that negative voice. That's so happy to just chime in every two seconds. Right. So it's really important to build that positive voice so that it can be louder than the negative one. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And understanding that we all have a negative critique, where it comes from, Mm -hmm. how to hear that versus yourself versus hearing your higher power. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah, that's a good point because I feel like it's like listening to your higher power, listening to your heart, listening to your ego mind. Like there's so many different voices inside of you. Um, and I know for me, I had to train myself to say, okay, this is my heart. This is my mind. This is my higher self. Like, how do you navigate that with clients to help them figure out like, what's the voice that's God's voice or what's the voice that is pretty much your ego leading you astray? Right. It's, um, learning about that higher power that that higher power has, um, what's good for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that higher power talks to you in a voice that's different than yourself. You know, so that's that's one thing. Also realizing that it's not going to put you in danger. It's not going to um, say negative things to you. You know, all the negative comments, I think as babies, we were born innocent with love and stuff. And negative comments are things that have come from hurt people in our past, you know, because hurting people hurt people. Right. Yeah. Yes. So keeping it positive, a positive voice. And I know for me, like I could tell the difference between my heart and my mind because I feel like my heart will only give me like a few words without mm-hmm. explanations. 
And I feel like my mind will give me explanations on why you should do or should not do something. And if, if I'm so caught up in the explanation, I'm like, I know I'm in my mind because I'm like, okay, my heart would probably just say go left. Right. My mind is like, go right. And this is the reasons why, and you know, and I'm just like, okay, like this is too much information. <laughs> Clearly this is not the way to go. So like, I really loved when you said about being quiet, because I think that's the part that learning how to be quiet and finding ways to still your mind. And sometimes meditation doesn't work for everybody, but right. whatever you can do to kind of get you to that place where you can kind of soften the mind. Right. And it's really kind of also what you're saying is the finding peace, having mind, body, spirit, and soul all be on the same page. Right, right. And prayer helps. I feel like prayer is yeah. um, helpful. And I know, I don't know about you, but I'd love to hear, because I learned that I was not praying correctly. I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to pray, but I think for me, for many years, I was like, God, I want this. God, do this. God, why isn't this happening? As opposed to being grateful and asking me. So thank you, God, for my home. I really appreciate it. I would love a new couch if this is a possibility <laughs> or something. But I feel like gratitude has been helping me in my prayer or my conversations with God. I just would love to hear how, like, how do you pray and like, what's a way that you help people get to that space? So um, in my spiritual background, um, I grew up Catholic. So you learn all these traditional stuff, which I, yeah, like to do. Um, however, there's also this other part of being able to be authentic and having a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was missing. I was always doing the talking, talking, right. talking, talking. Yes, <laughs> which is fine. Praising him is, is, is great. Um, however, he already knows everything. He sees everything. Yes. So the next part is learning how to hear him. And so whether that is through, you know, a great way, of course, is opening up your Bible and reading and then writing down what you feel like God is saying to you. Mm -hmm. Or also just spending some time meditating out in nature. Hey, God, what are you saying to me? The good part of writing it down or even voicing it out is because you're using another census. You know, or there's other creative people, maybe such as yourself, who uses a lot of dance and motion of how is God talking to me? Because God is going to tell you whether you should go right or left. But you've got to be able to be quiet to hear him. Yeah, the quietness is so key. And I think when you're in a lot of pain, it's hard to be still, at least for me. Like I know mm. when I'm, my heart's hurting, I'm depressed or it's like. It's so hard to hear, but I liked what you said earlier. You were saying like when you don't have, when you haven't created a strong level of intimacy with yourself, then it's it's easier for you to fall into depression and anxiety, which I haven't really thought about in that way, but it's true. Like if you don't have that relationship with yourself, it's easy to go into these negative spaces and stay there. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I think a lot of people go through huge bouts of depression and anxiety. Right. So as you said earlier, um, I'm just talking about anxiety first. Anxiety is based out of fear, you know, and it's something that um, we may pick up from childhood or just something in the sense of um, relationships or situations or settings like um, this year and last year in the sense of the pandemic. Yes, but it's a lot of fear based, um, which is a natural thing. You know, something's coming to attack us. And so we have this fear. When you have faith, 
And when your faith is strong, which for some of us, it, it's a struggle, it's a struggle, then you know you are where you're supposed to be and that you're protected. And maybe also the thought of it's not about this world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes. And so that is hard for some of us. We get very anxious. And for some people, their mind just starts to have 50 million thoughts go, shh. And um, I would love to say it's, um, how can I put it, that some people don't need medication to calm their mind down, but some people do. Um, movement and sweating also helps com- calms your mind down, which really does help in the sense of um, being able to be authentic and being okay and not worrying about this from the future or this from the past. Depression is when you have no energy, no hope. You get stuck. And <laughs> same thing. I mean, our mind can get that way. I mean, especially in this year and last year <laughs> in the sense of pandemic. Yeah, it's like, is this stuff ever going to end? What's the point? And for some of us, we may need medication to uplift the mind. Um, exercise, again, helps out. But also when you have faith, you realize that sometimes it's not just about the things we see right in front of us. I don't see a way out. You know, I don't see a way out of this abusive relationship. I don't see a way out of this pandemic. I don't see a way out of 50 million things. However, when we have faith and whatever that faith is, that um, <clears throat> it's in you, it's in you. you, you're born with it. It just depends how, it comes out depending on what you're taught. That faith will let you know that it's not just about what's in front of us. Yeah. You know, that there's um, sometimes, yeah, it's, it gives you that hope of there's more to this life and helps you find your purpose. And, and maybe you might not know what, what you're struggling for. Many of us don't. Um, sometimes I don't know where every struggle comes from, but I know that it's where I'm supposed to be and working my best to achieve whatever my purpose is. And, Sometimes it's a life lesson. Yeah, I think it's so important what you just shared because the faith is huge. And it's hard to have faith if your current situation feels so bad. Like it's right. it's like you can't even see past where you're at. And that's where that faith comes in and the hope that things will shift. And I feel like this is a moment where your positive voice is really important. Like having that positive positivity to help cheer you along and help move you past these painful moments because you can definitely get stuck in them for years, sometimes a whole lifetime um, in, a, in a state of depression or anxiety. Right. And in all the different religions, um, they all had times of stress, struggles, right? you know, and they relied on their, their faith to help see and it made, you know, so that's the same thing that we have to do is rely on our faith. Yeah, it's a tricky one. So, so what about, I mean, I guess people that don't believe in God are not necessarily attracted to you because they don't believe in God. But what about people that are atheists? I mean, I wonder what, how do they find, pull themselves out of that? Right, but it's even in the sense of, um, and I know I said God, but even if you look at nature, mm-hmm. how nature um, struggles and how there's death and there's life and how there's this weird, weird you know, thing that happens, metamorphosis that happens. 
So even if we think about ourselves, about the changes that happen in life. So even if you're like, I don't believe in a God, well, let's spend some time out in nature. Yeah. See, see how the earth has evolved. See how you have evolved. How things are always changing. Yes. I like that. Cause that kind of takes, if you're not, if you're someone that doesn't believe in God, that definitely takes it out of there. And I always like to use the example of the Lotus flower, how they grow in mud. And yes. you never think that a lotus flower would be able to grow. Something beautiful can grow out of something so murky and dark. And turning to nature is a really good way to help build that faith. And another one for me is like the sunset and sunrises. Mm-hmm. Like we all know that sunsets and the sun's going to rise. Like no matter right. what, that's going to happen. And so kind of holding on to these fixed notions of nature kind of can help also propel you and move you in the positive direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I would love to get into the infinite love questions. Okay, awesome. So the first one is, is how do you use love in your work? I use love in my work. Well, first, let me start for myself. Um, I love what I do. I know I said in the beginning that this was inspired by God, and I didn't think I liked people and all that. But I've grown, um, he put me in a place where I caused it to be vulnerable. <laughs> yes. And so I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I love it. Okay. So that's, that's one thing. Okay. Now talking about um, the counseling and other things that I do, helping others feel their heart and see what they love and love themselves is probably one of the most um, critical things that I teach because it's hard to work in all honesty on your relationship um, if you don't love yourself. Um, even in the sense of working on spirituality, if you don't love yourself, you know, you really gotta learn to. So I teach it in that manner. That's how I use love. By teaching people self-love. By teaching people self-love And also when I do couples counseling, teaching them what love really is. Love is unconditional. Yeah. So even with yourself, it's not like, which, yeah, um, I think this happened yesterday, but someone says, well, I love myself more if I lose 20 pounds. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) You know? Yeah. 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 Same thing in the relationship. I love my husband or my wife if they do, if this, that. What is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not love. That's yeah, conditional. It's conditional love. I think for me, that was a hard one to wrap my mind around because I grew up with, with, with what felt like conditional love. And I always was like, there has to be something more in life than these parameters of what love is. And it wasn't until I felt unconditional love from another being that I was able to understand, oh, this is what unconditional love looks like. And, you know, and I think everyone, at least most people, I would hope has somebody in their life that presents that way. Maybe it's like a pastor or a grandmother or a friend or somebody, a teacher that can help you understand what that is. Because I think it's hard for it to come inside of yourself unless you have some kind of experience, like have an experience. I mean, divine love is unconditional, too, but it's like sometimes people can't reach for that because it doesn't feel doesn't feel tactile and real. So mm-hmm. that's a good point, you know, really unconditional is definitely 
where love is. And that's why the show is called Infinite, right? So it's infinite. Yes. There's no bounds to love. It's it's always available to all of us all the time. Yes, definitely. And I'm glad how you, you put that because that's so important of us having that infinite love here on this earth and not to not have it and live with bitterness in our hearts because that's that's what keeps us stuck when yes. we have that infinite love yes yes, yes we're able to move we're able to be fearless right and it's it's interesting because i feel like to get to that place feels so stressful and it's like so much fear to get to that place of infinite love because there's this idea like if i love that much i'm gonna get hurt and so there's a lot of, I feel like that's why not, not enough people get there because they're concerned about if I love that much then what's going to happen when they leave or what's going to happen when they die. And so I think like what you just said, like having that unconditional infinite love, there is a level of fearlessness that needs to come with that to just love and not worry that um, something bad or something is going to be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. All right. Second question. How do you use, how is your work used to serve humanity? Hmm. I believe my work is used to serve humanity because it helps people become a better version of themselves. And when they're a better version of themselves, they can show up for their family and be truly authentic and in um, relationships, which of course impact their kids and their significant others but it also impacts the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, when you're able to not live in fear and be depressed or put yourself down, you're able to um, work side by side with not a big ego, <laughs> you know, be able to accept, because in all work environments, there's a lot of unexpected things that happen, even in the sense of um, this pandemic, and be able to present your work and your customer service, which I think is critical in this in this time and age. And yes, yes, with compassion. Right. Yeah. And also being able to help those who are um, misfortune or you're not as fortunate with you, which is the sense of community. So I think it helps people realize that number one, even though I'm talking about self-love and which is critical, however, we get through this world, not only because of ourselves, it's about helping one another out. That's how we become stronger. And, and about being open, open to different cultures, to see different things. Yeah. And I think many of us sometimes get so stuck on how we were raised, what we were taught, that we are not able to um, be able to be open and to um, accept other people from different cultures, which gets us into this battlefield. Right. And that's not how this life should be. Yeah, because I also feel like if you love yourself, then you have more compassion for yourself, which then translates to having more compassion for others. Because mm -hmm. how you love yourself is how you love others in a way, then you start to have this understanding like, oh, I'm not going to treat somebody else like that because I don't want to be treated like that. Right. So then it creates a more harmonious relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So what does it mean to you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? Um, it means everything to me. I feel like um, in the end, when I see my maker, I want, you know, job well done or something. <laughs> but it's not only just about that. 
Um, what it means to me is that um, I hope each day that I'm making a difference. Um, because you can see so much hurt going on in the world. And I feel like I hope that I bring healing because if more people are healed, then there will, will be less, less wars. It, wars and all the corruption really starts in relationships. Yeah. And not, or having a traumatized childhood that you never dealt with. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like part of me feels that like, as this path on planet earth is really just healing our childhood. Like most of us have had wounds inflicted on us when we were younger that we right. were just too emotionally immature and young to deal with and then we kind of create our personalities around it and it takes so long to unravel that that it's like lifelong like you know i have right. clients that are in their 70s talking about something that their parents did when they were a kid that they still right. haven't dealt with or they're dealing with it at that age right. you know so it's so intense just being able to unravel all the traumas and pains that you've gone through in your life and when people don't, then hurt people hurt people. Right. Or you pass something on. Right. You pass something on. If you don't recognize it, and as times has changed and all that kind of stuff, you pass it on from one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. So it's really good um, to sit there and, okay, this happened in my childhood. You know? And I'm not saying, um, I do believe most parents do the best they can with what Absolutely. they have. You know? Yes. And so they were taught something, and then you're taught something. But if you realize, you know what, that was really ineffective. You know, why am I going to pass this on? Um, when I was younger, I had to um, pick my own switch. <laughs> you get in trouble, you, you get a spanking, you have to pick your own switch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, you realize, I mean, that's, that's what they knew. But I didn't pass that on to my kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's finding stuff and like, oh, that was ineffective. Okay. As we evolve. We can do better. When you right. know better, you do, do better. better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a trip how we were raised. And <laughs> when I look back, I'm like, that was just so not okay. Um, but, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Right. That's what they knew, which, yeah. And out of respect for that, that's fine. But it doesn't work now, you know, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Totally. So, what do you love most about your life? What do I love most about my life? Um, the thing that I love, but probably it's always challenging, <laughs> is that God sometimes takes us into our, um, he takes us from something stable and he shakes us up a little bit and wants to change and that kind of stuff. So I love the changes in my life. Yeah. However, <laughs> sometimes I'm a person who doesn't like change. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. But I do love the changes in my life that have happened, um, even in the sense of when I started working, I worked with kids all the way up to now working with couples and doing couples retreat. I do love my work. I do love my family. I think um, that has been really, I've been blessed to have a great family that loves me. And of course, my faith. It's what's kept me going all this time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. What I meant to say was God takes us out of our comfort zone. Doesn't he? I don't know if that's happened to you a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it happened to me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just, you know, I always think it's amazing how God works because you ask for something, like I'll be very specific. Okay, God, I want this to happen. I want to right. move in this direction. And then it, 
at this point, it happens so quickly that the response happens. And I'm just like, whoa, this is okay. Okay. This okay. God. All right. I got the memo. All right. It's just interesting because I feel like that's probably always happened in my life. Right. And, but I never paid that much attention. And now that I do, that's why it's really important about what you say and what you ask for. Exactly. Because you will get what you ask for. And then sometimes I'm just like, oh, okay, I need to. Um... But then whatever happens, it's for my whole. I always have to remember that it's for my soul's growth and healing. Right, definitely. It's always for a higher purpose. And if I can start to look at every situation from a spiritual angle, then it makes sense. Because sometimes... Mm -hmm. You know, you have situations you'd be like, okay, God, but well, why this then this doesn't make no sense. Like this is right, exactly. As for <laughs> like, <laughs> not as for a crazy boyfriend. Like really, um, but I learned so much in that relationship that I was like, oh, this was a message. I I did so much healing. Something you know, I shifted. Right. Like I moved into a different place that was more beneficial for my soul's growth. That I was like, oh, okay, thank you. That was. Mm -hmm. cool. He's like, of course. Yes, yes. You know, like there's my plan and there's God's plan and God's plan is always better. Exactly. And once you're able to acknowledge that and know and trust that God's plan is always going to be better, then you can surrender to it. But it's definitely mm -hmm. taken me a few years because I always wanted to think like I knew better. It was silly. <laughs> but, um, and how do you feel you receive love? How do I feel that I receive love? I hope that I receive it with open arms. Mm. Yes, yes, that's that's my hope. Yes, um, but sometimes it can get a little fearful. We all get fearful. Like, oh my gosh, do I deserve this? Do I not deserve this? Yes, mm. yes. But my hope is that I receive it open arm, and that I'm able to provide it back. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, and sometimes it's okay that I get all this because. As someone who likes to give, we have sometimes a hard time to receive. Right, right, absolutely. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, but being okay to receive. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And when do you feel the most love? When do I feel the most love? Um, when I'm in the present moment. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Some of us... Um, focus so much about the past that we get stuck there that our body may be in, you know, today time, but my mind gets jumped to the past. And so when someone's even talking or whatever, we get triggered and we miss, we don't feel the love because we're, we're back in some other time or we're worried about the future. You know, the what ifs. Um, I'm more of sometimes the <laughs> in the future. So I have to keep myself in the present moment. It's a, it's a work in progress because right. I realize I'm not a fortune teller. So it doesn't make sense for me to be in the future because then I miss the present moment. And this is the only thing that we can't control. 100%. Yeah, it's yes. a challenging one to staying in the present because right. um, you're right. Always focusing on the past, always focusing on the future. And I also think another reason why, at least for me, that I've discovered that's been being hard to be in the present is when I'm focusing on what emotional turmoil I'm going through, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm focused on, on my own anxiety or my own worries or my own negative thoughts, like sitting in front of somebody, I can't be present because I'm concerned about what's happening in my inner world. And I feel like that's been another way that I'm just like, oh, how can I be present in this moment? Maybe I should just push aside what I am dealing with and just 
listen to somebody else and be concerned about what's happening in somebody else's world instead of being so self-absorbed. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then the last question is where has love created a miracle in your life? Oh, a lot of different things. Um, (laughs) love has, um, I guess the first miracle, well, not the first, but she's just popping up in my mind. It's my daughter. <laughs> Love has created created her, um, and she's amazing. Um, Love has also created a miracle in my profession. You know, as I think about how I started off um, basically as an accountant and how God has moved me to that. Um, Love has, of course, created um, healing for a lot of different things from um, my father, um, cancer to, um, you know, a lot of just different, even physical healings of of myself. Um, Love has also created um, in the sense of um, a spiritual realm of healing from grief. You know, when I know we talked before about sometimes we love people so much then we lose them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And whether that's loss is a physical loss, you know, where someone actually passes away or um, they're out of our lives. Mm-hmm. But love has created blessings. And like, I'm thankful for that experience. I have grown. I have, yeah, I've learned. I've um, shared stuff and provided them with stuff and it's okay. So They've taken their the love that I've given them and have spread it and it becomes like, you know, a blossom full of flowers. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it's amazing when you when you can start to look in hindsight on all the ways that love has created a miracle in your life. And for especially for people that are in the negative space, to really right. start to document those moments. So that when you are feeling down, you can start to go back and be like, oh, love brought this to me. This is what happened. This is what happened. And I feel like that's another way to create a positive, um, a positive voice or a positive record, because I feel like we always forget as humans. Mm-hmm. Because we're so focused on this is happening. This is happening. The struggle, the pain. And we forget all the miracles that have happened. And there's so many. Right, right. I can't even, yeah, even the blessing of my job or what I do for a living. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And compared to the struggles I had in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, there's so many blessings that love has provided. Yeah. And I yes. think for me, I went to um, Catholic school and when we learned about miracles, they were always so extreme. Like there was like, you know, you were just like, wow, that was a huge miracle like that, you know, something like something huge happened. And I never so as I grew up, I always considered miracles to be these huge events. And as I've gotten older and I've been on this path, I I started to understand that miracles happen every day. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be these big monumental, like you got cured from leprosy kind of things. They could be everyday moments. And I think it's important to notice the everyday moments. Right, right. And to stay present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to um, understand the everyday moments. And to, when they happen, to recognize it and give thanks and blessing and share it. Yeah, totally. So I would love to learn more about where people can find you, how they can work with you, like where all those good informations, where where is it all located? 
<laughs> yes. So if anyone's out there listening, they can find me directly on my website at www.draprilbrown.com. It's connected to all the other stuff that I do. I do one-on-one counseling, which is, which is great. I also do couples counseling. Um, I also do helping couples on retreats, which is called um, vacation counseling here in Southwest Florida. And we have it um, in Costa Rica, which I'm really excited about. Nice. Um, I'm also an author, a new author, written a few um, small eBooks called Improving Intimacy, which talks about the self-spirit and, and spouse or significant others. So that's another way to find me. Um, so yeah, you just switch up Dr. April Brown. And I also have a show, that's right, a podcast <laughs> that I do called Bringing Intimacy Back. So it's all, everything that I do, it's about being intimate with yourself, your higher power, and in your relationship. And if that's what you need help with, check me out. You're, you're the woman to go to, the go-to one. Yes. <laughs> I love the um, couples retreat. That sounds really lovely, especially it's like a vacation and a healing all in one. Yes, we do one couple at a time. So you come here, you do a vacation, and me and some other therapists, we help and we help you become intimate. Um, and of course, like we talked earlier, intimacy, of course, there's some sex thing in there because I'm a sex therapist. But it's also about that emotional, that physical, that activities, you know, just connecting on all service, connecting on service intimacy on all different forms of it, which is critical. Right. Because you really can't have that intimate sex unless you have the intimacy emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and then the physical comes as as the end of it, like ties it all together. Right, right, right. Teaching couples how to play because as children... I don't know if you remember when you were playing, whether you're playing jump rope or Barbies, we had very intimate moments playing with our friends. You just sat there like and just playing. Yes. Yeah, I miss those days. Those were fun. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Double Dutch. And, yeah. Yes, um, yes. I, you know, play is so important and we definitely don't have that as adults. You know, it's just like work, 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 live, 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 you know, take care of others. And there's definitely not enough play in the world for sure that's a good one yes <laughs> yeah i gotta get bring you back on the podcast and we can talk about play <laughs> next time <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the podcast i love your energy i love your message your message about intimacy and your connection with god and i think it's such an important thing to develop to be able to have more intimacy everywhere in your life so thank you so much for being on the show today Thank you so much for having me. You have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.